Welcome to the Las Vegas CDM Podcast. I'm your host, Haiyan. We have a special guest here today. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm West Wolf. I'm a tech house DJ and producer out of Las Vegas. And how long have you been here? Because I remember you saying that you yep. just moved here. Yep. So I've been here for two years, originally from San Diego, then spent some time in Arizona near Phoenix, and then, uh, yeah, moved over here. Now, were you born and raised in San Diego? I was, yep. Born and raised. So first 23 years of my life were over there. And I don't know if I'll ever go back, honestly. <laughs> I like it here. It's like super expensive over there in California, too. So yeah, I might, might actually end up staying here for the long haul. What made you decide to move out here in the first place? Um, so it was just work, really. Um, better opportunities for, for me. So, and then obviously it's, it's Vegas. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Before moving here, did you uh, visit often? Actually, no. <laughs> Actually, no. What? Yeah. At least no. uh, how many times did you visit at Vegas before you moved here? One time. <laughs> yeah. Cause my job was already like sending me over here. So it was, I was pretty much going either way. I see. So, so it you was moved for like, a job. Wa- yeah. Relocated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be really good that our listener actually get to hear that because so many people want to move to Vegas. I was on Reddit today and someone's like, I want to move to Vegas. What are your inputs and stuff on that? Yeah. Yeah, this will help people. Like, (laughs) you probably don't need to do any much, but just uh, go for it. Yeah. um, Find a job first (laughs) to make sure you can eat. (laughs) But yeah, uh, my my work brought me here so it kind of worked out after the fact realizing wait a minute there's a lot of events that go on here there's always something this might actually be working in the overall story of my life so yeah yeah. bigger picture yeah definitely and how long have you been DJing and do you also produce yeah so I started oof (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> is that a good oof or a bad oof <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a bit so um i got into music like super young uh through hip-hop um my uncle is a rapper and uh basically i would hear him on the local radio back home and stuff growing up and through him got into rap and kind of started messing around with recording and making beats when I was like 13 and then uh that just kind of went further started DJing when I was like junior year in high school or something something like that junior senior year and then um yeah uh joined some bands did a whole lot of music stuff so pretty much since early teenage years I've Long been, time. been making music mm-hmm. yeah so, and then uh, back in San Diego, me and some friends, uh, we started a production company at one point and we started throwing raves, uh, underground Ooh. raves. Yeah, there was, um, <laughs> there was like an aqueduct that we found that... And a what? An aqueduct. What is that? Um, it's like a sewer. It's not a sewer, uh, okay. though. It's not, it's not a sewer. It's though. not a sewer, but it's... It's an aqueduct. Which is a... It's like a water runway kind of like a sewer (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's basically a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> like a fancy term for a sewer. A sewer doesn't sound. We call that tunnel. We call it yes, a tunnel rave. Tunnel, tunnel. We call it a, <laughs> a sewer rave. So yeah, there's like um, there's like a tunnel <laughs> that ran under uh, one of the freeways. So I guess like in like the 80s and 90s or whatever, they would throw like punk concerts there. And we kind of like rediscovered it a bit. <laughs> and yeah, we'd go down there with uh, generators and bring the lasers and big old um, coolers full of jungle juice. And we would just rave it up. <laughs> I think um, recently I was like just kind of walking down memory lane on YouTube. And um, I think it looks like some people rediscovered it. So it's nice. it's getting used again. Oh, as a rave venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Where, where is this at? What's the location? Uh, Don't tell the exact one, but no. what, what city is it in? It's in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of close to the gas lamp-ish. Not quite there downtown, but close to downtown. What happened to the production group that uh, you formed? So, well... Uh, one of the uh, raves that we threw, <laughs> it got rained out. So uh, rained out. Yeah. So you know we're oh, free- yeah. Oh, oh, I, okay. That just connected. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, you know, we're like early twenties. We're not really thinking about anything. We're like, hell yeah, Halloween. This is gonna be like the biggest one that we've ever thrown. This is gonna be sick. And um, we go down there. I just remember I'm down there DJing. <laughs> And my friend uh, Rabbit comes up to me. Meanwhile, all throughout the day, we're getting like news that it's going to be a rainstorm. But we're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter that we're going to be in the freaking aqueduct. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So we're we're down there, and my friend Rabbit comes up. He's like, hey, <laughs> <there's> a- <laughs> it's flooding. I'm like, what? He's just like, it's flooding. I turn around and look, and there's like a. I want to say wall of water, but realistically, it's like three feet of water, probably just like rushing through. And uh, one of my friends, Juice, he's like freaking it's got to be like six, eight, really big dude. He freaking picks up the generator. And it's just like yeah. ugh, <laughs> lugging it out. He, honestly, he probably saved a bunch of people because we had electricity down there and stuff. But yeah, it could have been could have been really bad. So, and of course, like normal idiots right after we're like, damn, that was crazy. But when's the next one? (laughs) Like, we're not going back today, but we'll go back eventually. But uh, unrelated to what we had going on, um, the rain ended up being really bad. And they, this is a little bit dark, sorry. But (laughs) they found like a homeless person that drowned down there unrelated man. completely Un- unrelated yes. to us yes. but oh, uh man. yeah so they barred up all the entrances because like we used like one part of the tunnel and we kind of made it made people aware like hey see this lighted this lit area don't go past that because there's some people that live down here we can't help you we're not going down there so yeah but one of those people ended up passing away so they closed it down and uh 
Looks like now they're having parties there again. So yeah. somebody must have bought <laughs> so- something to cut those, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the barriers down, yeah. right? <laughs> but I'm not going back. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, you're yeah. too grown now for that, yeah, right? Yeah, I got stuff to lose now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the case, right? Yeah. When we're, when we're young, we're naive. Yeah. We like... don't have shit to lose, and our parents are always struggling with us. Yeah. We, yeah, I myself did a lot of dumb shit, too. Sometimes you got to. That's how you, that's how you learn. That's how you learn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, after that, what, what did you end up doing? Just uh, um, Did you throw any other events anywhere else? So we did have a few more just at, like, venues around, um, just around San Diego. Um, but uh, they weren't as profitable, obviously, because they were at venues. So you have to either put money up or bring a lot more people in. Whereas underground or, like, at a house, it's pretty much all profit. So when there's, like... 20 to 30 of us that are putting in like hours and hours to make an event happen. We're all just like sharing whatever comes and it started, we started losing too much money. (laughs) So we ended up kind of not really, we never really like split, split anything up. Like, Hey, we're not doing this anymore. It's just people start moving and like, you know, I'm one of them that started moving, Mm. you know, Uh, just have to keep moving and, Go do something else. See what the next journey was, really. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring it back someday. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the ultimate goal. You know, we're still all in contact. How many of you guys are there in the group? Um, so at the core, probably probably like eight to ten of us at the core. Wow, that's so, a really nice. You guys can run a lot of things together. Yeah. With operations. Yeah. Big yeah. operations when you have that many people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of. Getting everybody together, getting the band back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I do hear that a lot. Promoters when they do events, there's not much profit. Um, yeah. When you first start out. Yeah. And you do it more mainly for uh, an opportunity for yourself to play. Yeah. Which even right for me and um, my friend back home, DJ No One. Um, for us, it was like. Hell yeah, we're we're loving this. We get to we get to DJ. I was still rapping at the time too, so I would get two sets. I get <laughs> I get a hip hop set, and then later in the night I get a DJ set. I was loving life, but you got some older people in the group that are like, "Hey, but more business minded." Um, I've started to develop more of that now, but at the time I was not business minded at all, so. Yeah, it matters. It'll yeah, help pay yeah. your bills in the long run, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's like, uh, are you going to ever be a DJ, learn how to DJ since I own my decks here? Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I'm i going to stick to what I like to do, you know, yep. and uh, create something that I'm willing to do long term. I'm, I'm a little bit conflicted with that <laughs> because, like, <laughs> on one side, yes, I love that you love what, what you're doing. On the other side, this beautiful pair of CDJ 3000s here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're not, I would be on those, Look, like, all y- day. <laughs> yesterday, uh, I had recording a podcast and 
one of the guests stayed and played on it. Afterward, he asked me, he's like, where's the off button? I said, where? <laughs> You're, I'm going to have to learn this from you because I just know the buttons in the back. Oh, but yeah. But on top, yeah, there's just... no on and off button? No, it's it's on the back. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> now, you see that? Just about three weeks ago, I found out that there's buttons in the back. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> to, to turn it on and off, you know, I... All right, so aspiring uh, yeah. DJs of the world, yeah. if you get uh, Pioneer, uh, yeah, the, the power button's on the back. So. <laughs> <laughs> I Go love, ahead, reach back there. You, you got it. <laughs> I love having my guests on to show me, to teach me a lot about your personal story and then also about equipments and yeah. gears and stuff. It's a rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a lot hole. to learn. Mm -hmm. So when you first started DJing, what, what kind of uh, equipment do you recommend someone okay. So, investing in so when i first started when <laughs> when i first started i was on my mom's desktop and i got virtual dj uh which was free or you know what i might have got the uh pirated version <coughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> is that still available are, are, are they still available for downloads or what, uh, virtual what, dj yeah 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 yeah, yeah, totally. then, then, yeah. yeah. and i'm pretty sure it is for and if not serato's free Rackerbox is free but um, I didn't even have equipment. I just downloaded that and I would like, I would, um, so the reason that I got into it in high school, they had like an ASB thing where on Fridays they would play music in the quad and the music always sucked. <laughs> and, and me and my friends would just be like kind of roasting them and somehow... I got talked into, oh, come on, man, <laughs> you got to run for ASB for media and play music on Fridays. So I ended up doing it. <laughs> and then, uh, that's how I kind of got into DJing. But I would bring my mom's laptop or not laptop, full desktop <laughs> to school <laughs> on like, <laughs> yeah. Oh so God, like, that is so cool. And my mom's super cool for that, mm -hmm. honestly. Yay, mom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Fridays and like a few school dances when they didn't want to like hire DJs. Um, yeah, I'd bring the desktop and <laughs> just click around on virtual DJ and do my sets like that. And then uh, after a while, my mom got tired of that, <laughs> me taking the computer. And um, yeah, uh, my dad ended up getting me a Hercules RMX2 and like a little note notebook uh laptop so it's probably a total like 300 bucks for all yeah. of that and would you say it's cheaper today or more expensive today um for starter equipment so hmm it's kind of a interesting question for it's probably the same price but big but um the equipment is a lot better what i paid for or I guess what my parents paid for like one to 200 bucks for the actual controller. Now that <laughs> you do a lot more, a lot more bang for your buck with that. And I think there are still cheaper options too, but yeah, you just kind of just use that and use what you can and go from there. You know, I do notice that when I first opened my studio here to start my podcast, I bought so many equipments. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a whole room 
a whole office room right oh, there okay. the, with that door right there, yeah. the black door. Yep. Uh, I call that the junk room. <laughs> That's where things have already been piling up. Oh, okay. And so I, you know, your, um, your knowledge is va- valued here because I would hate for someone to go out and buy something and yeah. it just didn't work for them. You yeah. Know? And there's like a lot of, that, that's kind of a big thing. Um, so I've noticed when I'm buying new equipment that I've never used before and I haven't like spent hours on YouTube <laughs> just like yes. looking up every little detail about it, I either end up not having everything that I need or having too much stuff. So <laughs> you, <laughs> there's a, there ends up being a lot of like junk drawers that have like all these cables that I never used <laughs> or like, you know, things that. Uh, well, got to go back on Amazon. I'm missing this cave, this one little tiny cable that's ruining my life right now <laughs> because I don't have it. So, yeah. <laughs> now, what do you use right now currently to produce and also okay. to play? So, um, I use Ableton. Um, I freaking love Ableton uh, for producing. Uh, I used to use FL Studio. Uh, What's the difference, you would say? Um, let's see. Well, for one, the tax on your computer. Um, Ableton just runs way smoother. Um, on your Mac? So I have a, I, I'm a PC guy. I got, uh, yeah, I built my PC. Um, and like, so it, uh, Ableton's uh, works on... Ableton works on both. Oh, on yeah. both now. Yeah, and so does I think FL does too. I, I mean, think that works. Re- oh, okay. Yeah, um, most most programs do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just uh, so Ableton's stock plugins and just um, the way that it's set up. I don't want to be the guy that says, "Oh, it's just more intuitive," but <laughs> but it really is more intuitive. Um, there's, let's see. If I wanted to EQ something in FL Studio, I'd have to put the sound in first, record the sound, whatever, obviously, and then I have to route it to the mixer, then go through the the drop-down menu, find the EQ that I want, and then start messing with it. Whereas Ableton, all I have to do is just drop a sound in. It's already routed to a mixer. And the way that I set my uh, stuff up, I pre-saved basically what I want. So every track already has an EQ and a utility just starting off. So there's, I, I'm able to get things done a lot faster. So streamline your work. Streamline. That's a great mm-hmm. word. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been learning about streamlining my podcast. So <laughs> that that word has been on my mind. Yeah. And also. Uh, uh, imposter syndrome. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> we were talking about. We that. were talking about the imposter syndrome. Have you ever had that? Um, not too many times. To- I think you know what? I think probably, but I'm pretty good at uh, lying to myself <laughs> <laughs> and hyping myself up. Yes, <laughs> I need to learn to, that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> so I would say yeah, probably, but I just throughout the years um because like you know just doing hip-hop really uh confidence is a big part of it and 
one of the things that have kind of driven me away from it is uh, like the competition that's just inherently in hip hop. Um, but yeah, like uh, opening up for I opened up for E Forty and Bone Thugs and Harmony and uh, DJ Quick with my uncle. Um, so I don't want to you know put my name on that, but my uh, uncle Junebug Spade he put that whole thing together. Where's where was this at? This was in San Diego um, on. The, uh, back when the Chargers were still there, um, it was near their practice field. Um, it was like a big throwback, uh, throwback hip hop festival. It's pretty sweet, but standing. <laughs> I need your uncle's contact, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs> I want to um, have a little festival right in my parking lot, right oh, up yeah. front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my office. That'd here. be awesome. Have you seen uh, Big Dog? Uh, Big Dog's brewery, I think. Um, what street is it? It's near like Santa Fe Station. No. Uh, okay. Well, there's like a brewery there, and every few weeks or so, if you drive by, they have like a stage out there. I don't know. I've never gone. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what What day of the week? I day, I, I will actually go inside. I'll so, I'll, I'll make a trip down and see. Yeah, I, I don't know which days they do it or what they're doing. Yeah. I've just driven by and seen it and been like, dang, that's sick. A lot of people, though. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to go there right now. But um, their food's good. I mean. So. What, what kind of food is it? Like ballpark food? or It's like, um, you know, just like bar food. Bar they food? got like, you know, hey, th- this isn't sponsored by Big Dog's Brewery. <laughs> shout out to Big Dog. <laughs> I'm going out. down there with hey. this podcast tomorrow and uh, see what they'll do for us on the sponsorship here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got uh, these cheese curds Ooh. with like, it's not beer cheese. They have like some type of cheese that you dip those in and it, it's, I love it. <laughs> so it's that oh. uh, cheese curds that dips, uh, comes with a dip that you dip yeah. into or more cheese. Yeah, or am I thinking of that wrong? It's like, um, no, they have, uh, it's like a horseradish dip. Oh, and yes. And a ranch. Mm. I'm like. Getting super into this, trying yeah. to remember. It. <laughs> it's our, it's, it's our ADHD. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. what. That yes, yes. I'm, I'm like looking for the answer on the on the ceiling. <laughs> on the ceiling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say? What uh, if you have ever had this moment where you walk into a room and you forgot why you went into that room, <laughs> what you were there for, right? In your house somewhere, right? Uh, they say to look side to side or something like that oh, yeah okay. <laughs> and I might then have to you'll, try that you'll remember who knows it happens quite <laughs> often <laughs> i know you were misplacing everything around yeah, here yeah I, I only brought three things <laughs> <laughs> oh kid you not he couldn't find his drinks he couldn't find his vape he couldn't find his headphones oh boy it's like all i have <laughs> <laughs> oh the too yeah. good too good Yep. Um, I was. Yeah, I totally forgot what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, cheese curds. Grain. Cheese well, curds. <laughs> no, but we were already off track by that. We point. were we were done okay. with cheese curds. Uh, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. So, like, standing on the stage there, like opening up for people I've been listening to my whole life, that was like a moment of, oh crap! <laughs> like, what am I doing? Am here? I supposed to be here? This is crazy. <laughs> And basically my workaround for that, um, 
I like sat backstage a little bit, meditated, hyped myself up a little bit, and then just used all the nervousness to just like project with it. And it, there's like a weird thing that happens when there's um, a lot of people that you're performing to. <laughs> like, it's almost easier in a weird way. Like, yeah, there's more potential for the mess up to be bigger if you have one. But people just accept, yep, that guy's on the stage. He's supposed to be here. All right, he's telling me to put my hands up. They're going up. Well, let's go. Whereas, like, if you're in a room for, like, I've performed for eight people before. That's scary. <laughs> eight people is scary. That energy can affect you, yeah. too. Yeah, right? and they're just, like, they're just staring at you with dead eyes, you know? And you're just like, <laughs> oh, crap. Maybe I should have just stayed home today. <laughs> but 800 people? Whoa. That's that's something. That's, that is very, that's awesome. That's an achievement. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. I've, that's I've, amazing. Thank you. I would like to bring it back. <laughs> you know. How um, often does your uh, uncle do this event? Um, so it was like a one-time thing. Uh, he used to perform a lot more. Um, but, yeah, he's... He's a lot more focused on just other other things in, in life at this point. But, um, yeah, that was like a one-time show. It was, it was pretty cool, though. Especially he since he has the connection to bring those artists. Oh, so he didn't put it on. He was, uh, he was just one of the performers. I see. And so, what is his music uh, the genre and it, it's his style? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, and your uncle wasn't that much older than you then, right? Or um, Well... Oh, hold on. <laughs> I got to do some math. He's probably like 15 years older than me. Okay, not that so, much older. Yeah, not too much. But yeah, he's basically a big reason why I got into music in the first place. So yeah, um, I would like to uh, bring all that back, though, as far as getting out there, performing, it's been a hiatus for a little bit. I've just been tunnel vision, just cranking out songs and not releasing them for a while. So, yeah. and uh, you're on Spotify when you release or yeah, Apple? It, and I, I just put it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I'm just like really enjoying being more EDM focused these days. Uh, yeah, big thing with with rap is just that there's always a competition there's always um you you almost have to convince people to listen uh not always like i don't want to you know completely shun the whole genre but you you almost have to convince people that you're worthy of a listen whereas you start getting into uh rock you know especially like punk or like metalcore or especially house music People are like looking for the next thing. They they want to be the one to tell their friends like, "Hey, check this out." I know you haven't heard this, so it's just like a night and day difference in the way new artists are perceived, the way that listeners are acting. Really love it on this side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do hear that a lot about the EDM community being very inviting mm -hmm. and accepting. And it is the only community that I'm familiar with. And I, I agree, but I really don't have um, 
much experience in hip hop at all. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a good time, but it's it's just not what it was. I I love hip hop for what it can be, um, not necessarily for what it is right now. So there's probably like three artists that I listen to from there right now. <laughs> what do you typically listen to on your, uh, you know, phone? Um, so I'm like a genre jumper for sure. <laughs> I have everything from obviously different genres of EDM, different genres and subgenres of rap. I got. Who's your favorite like- artist from? The EDM and then also the rap. Okay. Um, so, favorite artist. Oof. There's a lot. How about a dream artist to collaborate with one day? Dream artist to collaborate with? Or to with? Uh, I be think on the I same missed stage. the boat because Daft Punk is no longer, hmm. you know, doing their thing. But Daft Punk would be on there for sure. Um do you think they'll come back? I think they will. It's only don't they all always so. come back? I all these so. bands and groups that you know uh, they retire. gotta do a reunion tour at least once. Yeah, I mean, and they're still like releasing stuff. Just, um, I mean, it's like behind the scenes kind of stuff, but they're still releasing stuff. So I don't know, maybe, but you know, they've been doing it since like what the nineties. So long time. That's a long time to just be. You know, playing their great songs, and they keep on making more, but essentially playing the same songs. They're probably like, all right, I've been traveling around the world. For- hey. Yes. <laughs> no, around the world. <laughs> <laughs> They've been doing that for, you know, decades. So they're probably just like, all right, let me take a hiatus real quick. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably come back. I hope so. Yeah. And then um, on the rap side, well, let me turn it back. Claude Von Stroke. If I could there ever, yep. if I could ever work with him or put a song out on Dirty Bird, I would feel near complete. <laughs> um, and then, let's see, on the rap side, uh, Danny Brown, Earl Sweatshirt, um, pretty. Are those local? Uh, no, there. Where are they from? Um, Danny Brown's from Detroit. Uh, Earl Sweatshirts from California. Um, they are, I think, and a lot of other people think, two of the best rappers out there, but they are super artistic and super niche. They have they they come off as not having a thirst for mainstream, and that's part of what I love about them. They just put out their music, and it, it's really great. Um yeah, if I, that, that's really the main goal for <laughs> for myself to, um, just to be able to just feed myself off of music, not uh, have to worry about being seen places and stuff, just fly under the radar <laughs> and still pay the bills. I, I, I see that too. Like I, that's why I wanted my podcast. Mm-hmm. So I could be in my studio, mm-hmm. I have my guests on, I can, you know, go anywhere and just not really be known like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, make a living. Yeah. That's the, that's the ultimate goal right there. Living the dream. Yeah. And I just need to make the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time. All with time. Absolutely. 
You know, as long as you put in that work, you know, one plus one is two, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> it's got to add up eventually. You Come can, on, it can't guys. be a negative two, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on yeah, today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's this was been, awesome. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we, we did a good amount. Uh, where can our audience find you? So um, at Sounds from a Wolf, anywhere. Um, yeah, and then uh, linktree.com or linktree, whatever that website is, slash Sounds from a Wolf. Um, <laughs> I'll, link, I'll link everything, uh, your social media on my po- uh, website, sweet, which sweet. is lasvegasedm.com. It's a beautiful website, guys. You guys got to check it out. <laughs> Thank you. I own everything Las Vegas EDM podcast, Las Vegas oh, EDM you just got media. All. <laughs> uh, you name it, I did. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Cover all of it. But thank you again. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me.